Welcome here to Scandinavian Tennis Podcast. My name is Rune Thompson. And my name is Linus Eriksson. Here we will talk you through this week's most interesting happenings on the tennis tours. Vamos, let's go! It's a new week and we have a new episode of the Scandinavian Tennis Pod ahead of us. Uh, Rune Thompson, how are you today? I'm very good, Linus. How are you? I'm very, very good. And we also have a guest with us from the start here today, Morten Lingbeck. Uh, welcome to the show. Hello, Linus. Hello, Rune. Perfect, perfect. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Leslie Foundation and Academy today. Uh, can we start with Morten? Uh, what is Leslie Foundation? Yeah, Leslie Tennis Foundation is a, a foundation uh, founded by uh, Leslie Family. And who is Leslie Family? It's Jan Leslie, former Danish tennis player, and his son Mark Leslie, who is uh, head of Universal Tennis, running UTR. They um, they decided uh, three years ago to to support Danish tennis. Um, in general, and, and specifically uh, lifting the Danish tennis elite. So that's what we're doing. We're supporting the best Danish players with uh, financial support and uh, creating practices and camps and traveling. So that's in short what, what we are doing. All right. And how, how many players are you supporting at the moment? Uh, we, we are supporting differently. You know, uh, at the academy, we have around 20 players. Uh, who we are supporting with, with the practice. And some of them we are creating the, the scheduling for the travel. And then we have a, a smaller group, maybe consisting of three, four, five players who we are all in on. We're supporting with a, with a pretty decent amount of money and also helping on the, on the coaching part uh, on the tour. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, so it's... It's a foundation, but it's also an academy where the players are like based and are practicing on a daily basis. Is that correct then? Yeah, that's correct. The, the original thought was with this foundation was only to support with uh, financial financially. But then we found out, okay, uh, how do we put it? There's a gap in the market. Uh, uh, the clubs are doing what they can do. Uh, the federation, when we... Uh, were established, we're doing not so much. So we, 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 we could see that for the, for the top players, those who were trying to make a living out of this sport, which we all know is so extremely difficult, we saw that there was, there was a gap between the clubs and, and going on the pro tour. Also for the juniors, you know, if you wanna, you wanna get to the top, you need to be away from Denmark uh, many weeks of the year. So mm. that's why we, uh, we, we established the, the Tennis Academy where we could create practice and, and help them sort of take their tennis from national to international level. So that's, that's our main focus at the Academy. Okay, cool. And uh, is the coaches employed by the foundation then for the yeah, Academy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have uh, t- uh, t- two coaches employed um, Head of head coach is Morten Christensen, a former national team player, Olympic player, national coach, and he, he was at Berkeley also for for some years. So he has this international mindset that we really uh, are eager to to uh, inspire the Danish players with. Okay, awesome, awesome. Uh, so Morten, uh, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, Morten, can you briefly? Uh, mention of course it's not uh, some fixed point but what is the criteria to get first of all uh, provided with the uh, with the coach you know, with the with practices doing um but what is the criteria mm. to get more like full uh, support you can say mm. i mean i know it's, yeah. it's different from player to player and age to age but more or less if you have some headlines yeah the headlines is first and foremost first and foremost there has to be some sort of level there has to be a level, but a level is not everything at all. Uh, once we have uh, decided, okay, there is something to develop on here, we look at uh, what's their environment, what, what's, what's their temper, what, what are they, their ambitions, because they can all say, I want to be number one in the world. But for, for many of them, it's a dream. For some of them, it's an ambition. You know, and, and the, for us, there's a, there's a big difference in that. 
So we look at what are they actually putting action behind their words? And, and, and then we start working with them. We start working with their families. We start working with their clubs. And then we, we, we see how far we can go because for some of them, uh, we all know that talent can be big, but working ethic might be low. Uh, ambitions of having a good education and having some party might be above the tennis. And then it's not something for us. So there has to be two or three uh, points where we can all, what do you say, tick the boxes and then, then it makes sense for us to go deep with them. Is there any age uh, limit you can say, or if we had a very talented player, 12 years old in, in Denmark, that was ready to go full, you would be able to take that, or you feel that you they have to be 16 or 17? As of now, we, we, we start working with them when they are teenagers. Yeah, That's also because we have some focus on the, um, on the mental part, And uh, we work with some sports psychologists and those of them we've been talking to, the sports, uh, the mental uh, experts say it's difficult to, it's difficult to develop uh, when they're too young. You know, maybe we are too old for them. You know what I mean? Uh, Morten is in his 50s. Uh, the other coach in his, is, is in his 50s as well. So there's, maybe we, we don't speak the same language. So for us, we believe we can have the biggest impact when they are around 15, 16, 17. That's, you know, when, we, when they're hitting the ITF tour, that's exactly where we can make the biggest impact. So, so is Morten, it important? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, if I can add a little bit, uh, when you sign or how do you, when you uh, commit with a player, you make sort of a contract with them or it's a negotiation where you say, okay, now I would try for, for this half of a year or we try for this trip or we try for this term or we try until you are pro or how do you normally set up the, the schedule and the, how can you say, yeah, uh, contract both ways, uh, you and for the player? Um, the top players, we make a, a, a written agreement where they're, quite a lot of uh, big amount involved so we it's a cooperation it's important for me to underline that it's a cooperation so we also expect something from the player and if they were to succeed you know we we supported Holger Rune and Clark Tausen there uh, in the end of their junior careers but this was a cooperation so now we also expect something from them in return Uh, I'm not gonna you, say you the mean end. money money wise you mean or yeah it could, it could be money it could be uh, inspiring uh, through our activity activities so they feel uh, obligated to sort of pay back and okay. paying back is exactly what this foundation is all about because this is what Jan Leslie he just turned 82 this is what he's doing with this foundation it's his way of paying back to Danish tennis because he believes he received so much through his tennis career and he made huge success in his business career as well. So now where he has the possibility, he wants to pay back. That's sort of the, um, how can how can you put it? That's sort the of the- For the foundation. The, it's the vision, it's the, we, we want to teach the younger generation, that's that's how you do it. You don't just take and take, you take and give. Mm. So, so for the three, four top players, It's the Samavati, it's the yeah. Johannes Svensson, it's the August Holmgren, um, you know, the, the ones who are pro or on their way to going pro, we make a written agreement. Yeah. And on, on the younger ones, it's a more or less verbal agreement, uh, but again, with the expectation that give and take. Yes. So that means nothing is is uh, is written in stones. I mean, things can change if a player uh, doesn't want your help anymore or if you don't feel that the player are living up to the expectations you can always uh, kind of measure it and, and change uh, the the setup yeah and, and it's important for me to say this as well since we are a foundation all of this is expen it's expenses for us yeah you know we are only doing this to help Danish tennis players we have zero um, we have zero uh, hidden agendas uh, it's it's a if if this was a business case i would have been fired three years ago yeah. because we are we're, we're we're spending so much more than we're making <laughs> so but, but uh, i i must ask i know runa won't ask but but how, how much do you support the players with 
financially. Yeah. We, we one thing is the financial support. The other thing is the coaching and the the events we're doing. But through a year, we spend more than two million kroners, Danish kroners. Okay. 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 Every year. I see. Uh, and you said like the, the 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 mission is to help Danish tennis. How how big impact would you say that the foundation have had on Danish tennis? The last couple of years. That's a good question. That's the question we're asking ourselves as well, because how do you measure those kind of stuff? But I can just say that I've been a part of Danish tennis for many years, and the mindset of the younger players coming into tennis is international now. I see so many players uh, traveling, and and having the courage to travel to to places where it's not maybe so funny to go. And they've seen, okay, their 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 bodies, or what do you say, their colleagues, the ones who are one, two years older, they're actually making it. So it could be possible for me as well. That's always been the challenge, I think, is that we 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 needed the role models. Now we have the Clara, the Holger, you have the Samavati, the ones who are doing great at college. You know, Johan is coming up now, playing the 60k in the US. All of these things are inspiring and it's so important for us. That's why we support them. Of course, we want them to succeed and make money, but in the end, it's to inspire the next generation. Yeah. And uh, uh, how much do you work together with with the clubs? Uh, Because I I guess some players are full-time with you and some players are maybe not full-time. Yeah, it it depends from from case to case. we have some clubs where we are you with us yeah i'm still here do you hear me yeah i hear you you the picture got lost but it's it's okay okay um anyway um it's different from case to case some of the clubs in denmark we have a super collaboration with yeah. uh, some of the other clubs they are maybe a bit worried that we take over too much Mm-hmm. But we also have a fine uh, cooperation with the Federation through uh, Frederick Nielsen. Mm-hmm. So all in all, our hope is that the combination of club, Leslie Tennis and Danish Tennis Federation can give the players an optimal uh, support to go into the tennis world. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know because I'm from the outside, but for me, it sounds like... Uh, you can do so much more than the federation can do for the players that you are the biggest like uh, impact on the players at the moment uh, isn't that a weird situation a little bit linus that's your words um, <laughs> do you agree um, i think uh, as a federation you have so much more to to keep an eye on we are lucky enough to be independent yeah. We don't have a certain amount of member clubs or member players. We are uh, very independent. And if I want to go spend uh, a dollar on something tomorrow, I, I don't have to ask anybody. We just do it. Mm-hmm. That, so there's a very short way from, from idea to action. And mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest difference. Uh, I'm not saying we could do this without the Federation. It's important to say, especially once they've brought in Freddie, uh, he's doing a great job, especially with the boys. And, and in a small country like Denmark, uh, nothing can stand alone. You need the, the clubs to support. You need the federation. And uh, hopefully we can be this decisive add-on that can really send out players every year into the tennis world. Okay. And how, how does the future look for, for, for you? What's... Uh... What's the next thing or the next thing to, to improve even more? We, we are, in the moment, we are building a base uh, with, with offices and a rooftop terrace at our base club in Hausan uh, Rungstad Tennis Club. Mm-hmm. It's also a, a symbol for us to show that we are here to stay. <laughs> this is not a two, three or four year funny pop-up foundation that just uh, closes again. So we're here to stay. And then... This is sort of also the legacy of Jan Leslie, uh, just turned 82. So um, it's also important for him to know that what we are doing here will have a long lasting effect also when he's not around anymore. So mm-hmm. it's also a pledge from his son, Mark, uh, 
to keep this foundation running. Mm. So the future is bright, I think. We are very proud of what we've been doing with the with Johanna, uh, taking her from ITF Junior 376, now winning 60K um, first round mm. in pretty short, uh, short time. So we know we can do it when, once we are allowed and, uh, and once, once we find the right uh, combination of talent and, and surroundings. Okay, okay, okay. But cool. Morten, to dig in a little bit more in the future, how do you see now with the facilities, I understand that, but how do you see Leslie Foundation in like, let's say three and five years time? Is there more employed? Is there more players involved? Is it smaller? I mean, uh, more yeah. specific with one player again, or how do you see it in the future for the next couple of years? We would like to be able to to add, especially on the coaching part, because we can see when we go one to one, coach to player on the tour, that's where, where we can do the biggest impact. And Rune, I know you, <laughs> it's your job, so you know it, it has a, a huge impact. I think that's where we can step up in the coming years both having the coaches on the tour and coaches at home at the base. Okay. Will you uh, keep working only with Danish players or will you expand a bit? Uh, it's in the criteria of the foundation that it has to be a lift of Danish tennis. So mm. even even though we are big fans of uh, owner's player Eric, <laughs> uh, as long as he's representing another country than Denmark, it's it's not possible for us to support that project. So it has okay. to be Danish tennis. Okay, okay. That, yeah. that doesn't mean we're not interested in, in cooperations. Uh, Morten has brought in, our head coach has brought in some college girls. Uh, we've had some Swedish players joining. So, but in the financial part and sort of the theme of this foundation is, is solely Danish tennis. Okay. Uh, do, do with a player for for example with, with Holger do, do you keep supporting the players when they reach that high level when they can finance the, their tennis by themselves uh, now no uh, they are they are of course welcome to to ask us for support but uh, we believe that once they've reached um, a certain level mm. also with the on the in income part we we want to spend our resources on the next generation. That makes sense. So, it, it, you know, the, the perfect situation for us is to bring in players every, let's say, every second year. Mm. We go all in on them for two years mm. and they move on and they are mm -hmm. on their own, more or less, you know, because we will never be able to provide a setup for somebody for five or 10 years. Okay. Because then we will lose focus on creating the next level. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and how, how do you see, if we look even outside of, of Leslie, how do you see Danish tennis at the moment and the future and players that is coming up and maybe the work in the clubs and so on? I think the clubs have a challenge to find out are they, are they uh, you know, unions, clubs that are here to, to create broad tennis or do they want to spend the resources it takes to go with players on the tour because I know some of the big clubs they like to do it and they want to send coaches away but once that club coach is awake for a week or two you know how difficult it is to replace him or her at the club mm. so I my, my hope is that the club's sort of sit down and find out okay are we actually able to do this or can we I think the club should be the grassroots movement they need to create the players in the beginning and accept that once they reach the certain age let's say the teenage 14 15 16 part where they have to travel a lot it's not it's not the club's uh, job to fix that but you mean that when they 14 15 16 then they will go to Leslie, or where should they go? It's my hope that Leslie and Federation combined are strong enough to say, okay, we can take over from here. So the club is only an add-on to that instead of the other way around, that we are now an add-on to the clubs. I would like to see that turned around once you are 15, 16 and playing ITF. 
Okay. And that is actually what happening in, in Norway and Finland, uh, more or less, you can say, uh, I think the clubs let go. Of course, it's still hard, but they let go a little bit more than they do in Denmark, is yeah. my point of view. Yeah. But Linus, it's very, it's very, uh, you know how it is. If you've had a player since uh, he or she was nine years old, and you you feel like you've done the entire development, and once they reach a certain level, you say good luck. It's very difficult. Yeah, you know, there's also some some ego involved here, some proud, some pride. Uh, so I have the understanding. I just hope that the clubs can see that 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 job of creating the talents is so much more important than taking them on the tour. Yeah, and and how do you think the sort of tennis society will will uh, make it more valuable to work with the younger ages. How will we get there when the coaches can feel like it's okay to let the players go? Uh... It has to come from the club itself. There's a board who has to sit down and say, we take pride in developing players. Mm. You know, we should be able to say, we have created these players like you do in, in, in soccer, in football. There's once you make a contract and the next two or three contracts still the, the what do you call it? The home club, the development club, they get paid for that work they've done. Mm, mm. So the, the, I think it needs to come from the top also from the federation explaining this is your finest task as a club. You mm. do this and we do this. So we all, so we don't all do the same. Mm, mm, mm. But, I, but I don't have the... Uh, the exact uh, answer to how do you explain the clubs in a way so they understand it yeah but 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 for example when when one of your players now uh, makes good results or success do, do you uh, tell, write on social media who who the first club was or the first coach was for the player for example no we don't no but wouldn't that be good then uh, to, to help the clubs like put put value on working with the younger players? We could do that. But what if the player is practicing twice in one club, uh, has a private lesson <laughs> uh, in, in a second club and has been to two academies? Well, who, who has made the development? Well, so as long that's, as... That's it, a good point. As long as it's not more clear, we... we you know, doing this to to make attention about Danish tennis. Oh. You know, and if we have a if we do practice for a player and support them financially, and they do a good result, of course we are proud to say we we supported that. Yeah. And the club, if they if they feel uh, responsible for the player, they can do exactly the same. Mm. This is this is not a competition for us. <clears throat> mm. I understand. I understand. Uh, Rune, do you have something more to... Uh, to no, ask? I will. I mean, now, because I have a little bit insight, uh, of course, I will say that uh, Morten was very humble when he answered your questions about how big impact Leslie have had on Danish tennis. And I can say from outside, it has a, a huge impact. I mean, without Leslie, I think that many things would not have happened in the last last in the past years for sure in the, in both junior of course most obviously with with Johanne but also on higher level I think a lot of the people that are turning or playing pro now they would maybe not have have went there if it wasn't for for Leslie and uh, what they have provided in in terms of coaching and practices but more important about making an environment so you can play professional in a small country like Denmark so I think that is very important for the for the listeners that don't know so much about Danish tennis to 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 know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Warren. Uh, yeah, of course I agree, but uh, it's nice. No, to no, it, it's better. I say it. Let, let yeah, me say exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I think. I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think maybe if I should say something um, not more. Uh, more interesting about what Leslie also have done. I think now a lot of younger players and especially the parents think that Leslie are the holy grail for them, which mm. can be good, but also can be uh, an issue, uh, which means that I hear a lot of parents and and uh, and players, they are trying very hard by themselves 
going to tennis Europe. And actually, the main goal with that is not to make the player better. The main goal is actually to get a piece of the cake from Leslie, which I think can be uh, yeah, an issue in, in the long run if they are not getting um, told that this should not be how you see it. I mean, Leslie is a foundation in Denmark that supports Danish tennis. Somehow, if you're good enough, you'll be part of it, but it should not be the goal of traveling or trying to uh, like uh, shine in a young age, you can say. You're, you're right about that, Rune, but on the other hand, imagine how many we have inspired to do it, to go out there. Maybe they don't get a piece of the cake, but they have gotten a piece of the cake just by trying. You know, in the end, it's it's up to them. If if they are good enough, they will always always get a piece of the cake. So so I, I know, you know, I have parents who are knocking on my door every day, uh, physically, you know. So <laughs> uh, they think that once they get a foot inside, you know, they're they're secured. Exactly. It's nothing like exactly. that. But I'm just I'm just happy that we have created that reputation. So um, let's take it from there. It's a luxury situation. Yes. Uh, all right, uh, Morten. Super nice of you to join in and uh, and uh, enlighten us about uh, Leslie. Uh, and uh, good luck in the future. And uh, yeah, hope to to have you on soon again. I guess. Thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome, Morten. And next time we invite you and maybe Morten. So after a big result from one of your players, we can talk about that. Good. <laughs> And then Morten left the conversation here. Uh, and I think before we get into the results for this week, Jeroen, uh, I would like to start off with, did you follow Roger's farewell match uh, yesterday? <laughs> no, it was too late for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, but have you followed on somewhere on the internet? You know that he's uh, he played... Of course, of course. No, no, of course, of course I do. Uh, Inus, yeah, yeah, no, no. And what do you think about uh, like the last match was a doubles in Labour Cup? Do you think it was? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well of or... course. I think every tennis fan had hope that he would uh, say goodbye in Basel, uh, that, which I think also was the original plan. But I think it came closer this, and also his own management company has the Labour Cup, so I also think they wanted him to to do it there. Uh, so they can get more marketing and probably he also don't feel physically ready to play a singles match i guess no uh yeah exactly exactly but but i think it was quite quite beautiful though that it was together with rafa uh and it, when they know that this was the last match the the organization had time to prepare like a nice evening and, and i think it went quite well uh at the of end course. of the day uh, and uh, in general, Rune, what do you think of Labour Cup? No, I, I don't really put so much in, attention to it. I think it's a little bit like um, if you follow uh, American sport, they have all these all-star matches in the end of the season. And I think it's more commercial and marketing than actually uh, um, uh, yeah, related to, to the sport. But uh, again, okay, it's, um, it's a good uh, happening. And now it's going on on the third or fourth year i think so of course it has some uh, some value but i would rather see uh, uh mass a thousand or atp 500 than than labor cup yeah uh, i actually think it's the fifth year but i'm not sure okay. but i think the the world before we started this the world just beat europe for the first time uh and it was really close close that our nordic player casper rude was gonna play the deciding match but but the world uh, won before that. So uh, yeah, let's see if we if there's gonna be a, a next year uh, without uh, Roger or maybe as a captain uh, or or whatever. Yeah, where they would. But I it. I think for our podcast the goal should be that the European team only was uh, selected by Scandinavian players: Rosaboy, Holger Rune, Mika Lüma, and Kasper Ruud. That would be amazing. And with Rune Thompson as the coach. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice for me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a tough uh, tough dream we have with only Nordic players. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe who, who knows. 
Uh, all right, Rune. Uh, should we start in Stockholm, Danderyd? Of, of course, of course, of course, we have to. And we, uh, we had a, a winner in Carl Freeberg, former guest of the podcast, and uh, yes. Carl Freeberg, very uh, that is going really strong at the moment, uh, we must say. Uh, and uh, I don't know, can we say that this title as well was a sort of revenge for not get get selected in the Davis Cup, or? <laughs> I think he 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 doesn't care, but I think for the first time, Carl uh, is inside uh, 500. So that's pretty amazing for him. And uh, yeah, uh, didn't drop a set all week. And yeah, looks very good now. Hopefully he can um, do well in, in next week's uh, 25 in Fallon. And also we have to mention that he won doubles uh, actually also, uh, which is his third title this year. Yeah, and doubles together with Jonathan Merida. Uh, beating, yes, against uh, Ingelsen and uh, Freund. Exactly. Right. So all Scandinavian there. Yep, super. We, like it should be on home soil, maybe. And again, I have to say, I don't know if you remember, but my prediction was we got a Swedish winner. Yeah, correct. Uh, you're a good runner. Even though before the quarterfinal, when I texted you, you said maybe it's going to be Jonathan Rida. But uh, anyway. <laughs> same, same. Same, same. Exactly. Uh, no, but a ni- nice week. And now the... Um, they move on uh, to to Falun, uh, and how does the li- lists look there? Do you have an yeah, idea? But the draw is already out, uh, Linus, because it's starting on on a Monday. They have finals on Saturday, so tomorrow it's it's the last round of quality, but also some main draw matches. And yeah, it, it's a lot stronger, of course, than uh, than down the route. Uh, I think uh, five or six guys are coming in in the top that wasn't playing uh, down the route. So uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting for our. Swedish and hopefully also Danish uh, participants in the main draw that it's, uh, yeah, we'll see, but they got tested against the, the best um, on the on the future level, for sure. Will we get a back-to-back title from uh, Freeberg? I think it will be very tough, even in the first round is actually not so easy. He will play uh, a guy that he beat it last week, but he can play a uh, British guy, Gilles Husey. So, yeah, yeah we will see. And if uh, Freeberg wins, he might get uh, Tonage in the second round, who yes. he beat today in the final. So it's a really tough draw, to be honest. Uh, and I, I don't, I'm not sure here, but I think Tonage is playing Lillengen, who was yes. he a part of the Davis Cup team? In he was. He got the dead rubber after India has lost. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. So yeah, interesting week ahead. Elmer Muller against Henrik Bladelius first round. Also an interesting match. Uh, so yes. uh, yeah, we will follow this closely, uh, of course. Um, and uh, if we look uh, outside of uh, Sweden, we've had a couple of players going quite deep this week. Uh, we have a, a player that is playing. Is it the final at the moment in Lubbock, uh, Olevalin? Uh, I don't know if they have started when we record this. Uh, no, not yet, but he's playing the final. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a college player and uh, a little bit uh, under the radar he have moved forward this week. Uh, uh, yeah. Can yeah, he was postal gymnasium uh, for, for many years and then he went to Texas Tech. And then he, yeah, he, I still think he has two two more years over there and uh, yeah of course he's progressing he also did a little bit better uh, over the summer in the in some of the summer tours uh, some of the bigger ones uh, i think he he beat it um, philip Bergevi in one of them so of course he has level but uh, didn't do so well in the in the outdoor futures in sweden uh, and denmark as well so uh, it's a, a little bit surprised that he's making a final over there uh, at home soil, but very good for Ole. And Ole will also uh, change club. He is going to play for fair play this uh, winter. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, case to yeah. see uh, Ole going in uh, in the lead serie for fair play as a new player, but also with uh, some confidence on the pro level. Yeah. And we will uh, definitely uh, later on before the lead series start go through the uh, the squads a little bit more. Uh, I think, yes. uh, and maybe also invite Ole for a, a quick chat about his thoughts of uh, of college, of course, but also uh, about his uh, change to fair play. 
Yeah, definitely. And then you can criticize uh, the college tennis once again, Rune. Uh, <laughs> ah, you're, we're laughing. No, but that's a good idea, uh, definitely. Uh, and uh, yeah, we will we will follow up on uh, on Ole uh, next week, I guess. We also had um, uh, Luis Brunskog that played the final against uh, Olga Helmi, uh, so all Scandinavian final in Ceuta, Spain. Um, uh, yeah. Great, uh, great run by Luis, uh, reaching the final, uh, retiring at Love for Down in the final uh, uh, against Olga. It was Luis' second final uh, of her career, uh, and um, yeah, I, I, I would, uh, I hope it was a really oh, how to say, uh, if it was a light injury, I think might she sh should have toughed it out, but. Um, yeah, we don't really. Yeah, of course, that. always to play a final is always nice. So hopefully, uh, uh, Luisa will recover soon if it's a, a bad injury. But I also think we have to mention that that uh, Olga played. Uh, she was actually not signed up for the tournament, so she went through the quali and and won uh, her first uh, 15k this year, I think. Uh, and also after a good run in a in a higher uh, higher level tournament the week after, so Olga is for sure back on on track. Uh, here, um... yeah, uh, I, I, I will just uh, make a short correction here, Rune. It's not often, but there was by in the main draw in Ciuta, so even if she was oh, okay. not uh, okay. Okay. Um, signed up, she didn't need to qualify because there was three buys in the main draw, so it was a super weak tournament, uh, okay. actually. So, my, my take is <laughs> I know Ciuta is not a very easy place to go to, but why. It's a place a lot of Swedish players could have went to that has no ranking or just a few points. Uh, and it was the same with the Sharm el Sheikh last week as well, and probably yeah. this week as well. Why doesn't more players trying to get into the tour using these tournaments? I, I can't see uh, any other reason that it's uh, they don't know how to schedule a tournament plan. Uh, yeah, or they don't have the right people around them to tell them which tournaments to go to. Because we had the same dis discussion with Oran, I remember some yeah, months exactly. ago. It was similar similar situation. It's and uh, Shuta is also similar place. You can say even it's under Spanish uh, soil. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, but but it, it, there was a really weak tournament in Sharm el Sheikh last week, for example, as well. And uh, that's easier. It's a resort, uh, and Egypt is not that difficult to go to. Uh, so I, I think. So many players have so much advantage to take of having a little bit more knowledge or ask people that actually know about this stuff. Uh, it, it gets me a little bit frustrated sometimes to see. Uh, I understand. And yeah. I, can only, I can only agree. Um, and uh, we also have uh, Kaiser Rinaldo Persson uh, on the higher grade, 25K in... Uh, uh, how do you pronounce it? It's in Italy, Santa Margarita. Yeah. Santa Margarita, Santa Pula, I call yeah. it. Uh, and she reached uh, another semi final, uh, Rinaldo. Uh, I think it's her uh, second this year. Uh, this week she, she qualified, uh, went through quite easy the qualifying and the first two rounds before we, uh, winning against Marie Benoit, 6 4 in the third set in the quarterfinal, which was a great win. Uh, and losing to Rosatello in the semi-final. So another, uh, what is it, 19 points in for, for Rinaldo? Yes, yes. Uh, and, and yeah, bring her to a career high, I think, Linus also, actually. Yeah, it looks like that. It's really close, but probably. So yeah. nice for, for Rinaldo, definitely. Uh, having, yeah, if it's career high, it's her best year of the career. So uh, yeah, she's on a run, definitely. And now she's, I think she's going back home, uh, having a rest and uh, hopefully going out soon again. Uh, maybe Good. she could have played another week in Italy. when she's Absolute. Played. Yeah. Absolute. Uh, but again, she, she came from, from Qualis two times and this time Quali was full. But I mean, still, yes, she could have played one more. Uh, am I a little bit negative if I say that it was a little bit luck? Yeah. Uh, on her way, uh, having two two qualifiers in the first two rounds uh, before the yeah. Quarter. But as as we also talked about, uh, black is not uh, hurricane. Black is not uh, bad on 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 clay. So I think it's 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 a good win to win three and three over her. Super. Uh, and uh, another player, Johannes Svensson. Yes. 
Yes, yeah. exactly. Because I think it was because Morton was talking so good about Leslie that she made he made good karma. So yeah. Johanna made her best uh, senior result uh, ever uh, this week, and uh, we have to mention that uh, she made uh, quarterfinals in um, Berkeley 60k uh, and beating uh, Robin Anderson. That is around 160. Uh, so very impressive by Johanna, and uh, yeah, also a little bit similar to uh, to um, Ranaldo Pearson, as we talked about. She was supposed to play uh, again this week, uh, but uh, somehow withdraw. So I don't know why, but uh, I think they're going back to to Denmark. But would have been good to keep the momentum and and play some more pro tournaments in the US. They go back to that. There's a lot of tournaments in the US coming up. Uh... Uh, why doesn't they? Why don't they just have a base there? Yeah, I think it's uh, like a bunch of weeks in a row where they have two two tournaments a week. I yeah, think. but uh, maybe they felt they've been there for so long. There was there for the ju- junior US Open, then they went to Cancun, and now this week, I don't know. It, maybe it's too much. Maybe there's some school. I don't know. Ah, come on. Uh, I think there's uh, another 60k coming up together yes. with the 25k. Kimball. That is quite weak. Exactly. In uh, Austin, yes, correct. So, so there's a uh, there's some. Uh, some matches and points to collect for for the players that is uh, that likes to, grind. to travel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we can also mention shortly in the Berkeley 60k, Lisa Sar uh, qualified but lost the first round in the in the main draw. Uh, all right, Rune. Uh, we have two yeah. two more players from uh, Scandinavia in the quali- in qualifying final challenger. Uh, at the moment, Dragos Madaras is uh, in qualifying final but, in. Uh, but it's it's not challenger. It's ATP with Dragos. It's ATP. Okay. Uh, it's ATP in Bulgaria. Correct. Uh, he beat Travaglia, who retired today. Uh, yes. So so uh, and uh, August Holmgren is playing a challenger. I think though. Uh, yes, he he just won uh, down three match point. Uh, a little bit lucky, but a uh, very good uh, win for him to turn it back. Go, August. Uh, nice. Uh, what else do we have, Rune? Yeah, then we have uh, one junior result. I think that uh, he has been doing very well, so we need to mention him. Of course, he deserves it. Uh, William Vinciguera has, for the second week in a row, uh, been uh, going into a, a final in, uh, in a junior. And this time, I think it was great four again, right? Mm, uh, should we check you very fast here on our resultina? Uh, you're faster than me, I guess. Means you got a Reichman. Ah, uh, grade uh, five. In if you grade think five, of it's Germany, true. it's right. Yes, yeah. grade five. All right, Vinciguera on a run, definitely. Uh, uh, absolute, and yeah. it's so good for for both Scandinavian tennis but also for our podcast that there is coming up uh, young players all the time from Scandinavian countries. So we have uh, a, a bright future. Are you think so? Yeah, uh, I think so. Podcast, but for, for Scandinavian tennis, do you think the, the future looks bright? Yeah, I feel so. I mean, I think that the, especially uh, for, for Sweden and, and also Norway and also a little bit Denmark, I feel that it's, it, there is good players coming up. And, yeah. But we have an episode very soon where we uh, make a list of the hottest uh, young players in Scandinavia coming up, who to watch. Maybe Ooh. that would be an interesting one. It can be, it can be. Uh, but uh, hopefully we'll not put too much pressure on the people that we don't want, of course. No, of course. But but players also need to handle some some pressure sometimes. Uh, it's, yes. it's, uh, it's an education, I think. Uh, but yeah, we have some ideas for the future, definitely. Um, if we should uh, summarize this, Rune, with uh, with asking you what this week's biggest surprise have been. Yeah, what has been the big? I mean, it's. I think for me, it's a surprise that the world is winning for the first time over um, over Europe. Yeah, uh, definitely. Do, do you think that that uh, how do you say that structure with world against Europe is something to continue on, or should they change that in some way to make it even? No, more- uh, no, because I guess it's inspired from golf with the Ryder Cup and where it's uh, USA against the world, and I think it's it's fine because. Europe is the strongest continent in the world of uh, tennis uh, for men's and so I think it's fine yeah yeah absolute uh, but yeah uh, but but sometimes Sweden uh, Europe is too strong uh, 
true but uh there's maybe no no other way to to do it uh, no i think i think it's it's difficult to to do it another way because if they do it another way there will always be uh, yeah pros and cons with that as well yeah but i i do really like to to see some clips and uh, on social media when the players are coaching each other i think that adds something that we can't see somewhere else during the year uh, i i really like that actually okay uh, to, to to see to see Nadal coaching or Federer coaching Djokovic or Djokovic go helping some yeah. player, I, I think it adds something. Uh, maybe it's like showbiz or just entertainment, but I really like it actually. Uh, yeah. So it has something in my in my eyes. Uh, if we move on with uh, this week's waste of time. Yeah. What should we say here? Do you have a good one, Linus? Maybe, no, we, we talked about it. And I, I know I get stuck sometimes at the, the lists or, or and why the players doesn't play the right tournaments. But I could uh, mention five, six players that I wonder why they weren't in Melil, uh, in Ceuta this yeah. week, for example. But then, then we can add, uh, Linus, that, uh, but that is not this week, but it was this weekend. The, the quality for Fallon, 25 for men's, is not full, which is okay. also a surprise. And the doubles for 25 is yeah. also with two buys. So that's very rare, I think. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, uh, and I, I guess it's maybe that people feel it's too far away uh, from uh, from the civilization. Uh, I don't know why why not more Swedish players was at least uh, coming and, and signed for, for Fallon. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I... I... I also know that there has been a couple of WTAs the last couple of months that have been really weak and, and some of the higher Swedish players could easily have got into some uh, WTA tour tournaments. Maybe they don't feel ready, but but uh, in my eyes, you, you should take a shot sometimes when when, uh, when the cuts are so, so, uh, so low. But uh, yeah, everyone have different plans, uh, obviously. No, no, but as, as we also know, you know, it's always very tough to know and you have to travel with uncertainty because the, the tournament where there is buy is normally uh, places that is quite far away from, from where we are. So you have to buy a ticket which might be on 10,000 Swedish crowns and you buy it without knowing that you get in. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's really close, you can sign in by phone and go the same evening. But then yes, you need yes. to have a direct flight in the evening. Uh, so exactly. yeah. Uh, do we have any question mark? No, but I think that it's a very not a question mark, but I think it's very, very, very good style by Kasparov. First playing for his country, then playing for Europe. And then flying to Korea to Seoul to play a, a two fifty. That is actually pretty amazing. He plays a two fifty next week. Yes. So he w- went from two weeks U.S. Open reaching the final to yes. Davis Cup in Lillehammer to yes. Labor Cup to yes. <laughs> to Seoul to Seoul. Yes. Oh, Impressive. Wow. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't burn himself out, but uh, that is impressive. Wow. Yeah, we need to have him on soon, Casper. Um, for sure. That's that's impressive. That's and the goal that's... for the year for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- yeah, we we would definitely love that. Uh, all right, Rune. Uh, last question then. Uh, stroke of genius this week. Stroke of genius. Did someone make a really good move? Uh, in some way yeah i mean carl friber deserves to be mentioned again winning singles and doubles in uh, in his home club i guess it is because he's been practicing good to great for so many years so it must be very nice to to win uh yeah both titles there where he can uh, celebrate with his family and friends and and all the people that have helped him to where him he is today and then cracking top 500 at the same time i think uh, he deserves if not to buy himself a a, a, a good uh, cake for the for the evening yeah i, I hope he does and uh, also ha- good uh, i'm also happy for his coach mago tideman that have helped him the last uh, time in uh, in uh, good to great uh rune before we end what do you think will happen with roger federer now 
I think he will be, first of all, uh, a more present father than he maybe have been for the last yeah, three or four years. And uh, of course, after that, when he has enjoyed his uh, free time, I guess he will be doing something uh, with, with tennis. Uh, it could be uh, Davis Cup captain for Switzerland. It could also be captain for, for Team Europe in Labour Cup. It could also be tournament director in, uh, yeah, in in some of the tournaments uh, near himself. Uh, yeah, there's there's many options. Yeah, he said but, he, will, but, he, he 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 will not leave tennis. So I guess no, he, no. He but I think like my best guess would be Davis Cup captain within the next uh, yeah five years. All right. Yeah, we will uh, we will see about that. And uh, what do you think of Nadal? How long will he keep playing? Yeah, I mean, I think he will, of course, not uh, retire this year because then it will be too much. Uh, but <laughs> I think that it is uh, in the very near future that he will retire also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed uh, touched by by uh, the everything that happened with Roger here. So um, maybe a year more or two maximum, yeah, yeah. I, I would guess. I, I, th- I think so too. But then it's very good that we have so many good upcoming players uh, that can take over uh, from the yeah big three or big four uh, yeah. in the future. So everything looks very bright in uh, in yeah international tennis and uh, and hopefully it we uh, yeah we will very soon have a number one from Scandinavia. Yeah, that's cool. the The sport is bigger than the uh, the stars in some way. So that's oh. that's awesome. Uh, Rune, I think we should round this up. Are we? Uh, or do you want to add anything before we we uh, we say goodbye and uh, yeah, wish everyone a good week. Yeah, we wish everybody a good week and hope they like to talk with with Morten. I think the the concept there is quite interesting, and I think it is uh, uh, something that um, how can you say other maybe private persons uh, with passion for tennis or private companies could have in mind uh, to do something similar uh, just to help their given country's uh, tennis develop program. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully it will be a long, long lasting program that uh, Danish tennis can benefit from, from many years from now. Definitely. And I would like to add there that I, I really love the concept that it, they, they help in a way that makes a difference. I, I believe that it's always nice when, when people or, or companies uh, sponsors uh, uh, and uh, everything is, is welcomed, but but sometimes I feel they, they do it in a way that doesn't make too much difference with, with the small amounts here and there to many players and many people. It's better to to collect and to, to give away a, 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 an amount that makes a difference for someone, which obviously Leslie does. Uh, and I, that's, uh, yeah, I, that's, that's awesome. I, I, I believe for Denmark and, uh, it would be awesome, of course, in Sweden or anywhere else as well. So, yeah, that's the last words for this week. Uh, all right, Rune, uh, good night and, uh, yeah, talk to you soon again. And that's a wrap for this week of the Scandinavian Tennis Pod. Please follow us on your the platform of your choice so you don't miss out on the new episodes that is coming out. And a lot of uh, fun things uh, is uh, ahead of us in time. We have the Elite Series later on this year that we will have a big, big f- uh, introduction before it starts. And uh, hopefully we will also get a new guest on next week. We have a lot of people that we want to talk to so uh, yes stay tuned and talk to you later on again